absolutely. It's, uh, it's not really BA business as usual, is it? But, but I think these transformation concepts, I think that, that setting that agenda, I think requires a, a, a good relationship with the CEO. And we'll find a relationship with the rest of the team. Yeah. I mean, it also depends on where the CBO reports. I don't know how, I haven't done any market analysis on do most CBOs report into the CEO or if they're reporting into the CIO, back to our previous, yeah. or, or the chief customer officer, uh, then it almost tells you about that organization that they don't yeah. really feel that digital is that important. Exactly. Although they need somebody who represents digital, yeah. whatever that may be. Um, they don't actually, they just think it's just something they just need to take care of. Um, it's a channel. Yeah, it's a channel, channel and you know, we'll leave them there and they'll do digital yeah. stuff and yeah. build apps or whatever they'll do. I spoke to a huge, huge globally, I told you his name, no better, I won't tell you his name. I spoke to the entire team for the one They wanted to go digital, they were really keen, the board had said they had to go digital. So I went in and spoke to them, and I literally walked away, they were really upset, but I walked away. And, but they were kind of like, how do we become digital, what do we need to do? And right, so you can prepare the Gantt chart for how we become digital. And, so <laughs> and it's like, if that's your mentality, yeah. seriously come back to me in two years' time, because you're just going to fail miserably three or four times, then for me and we can have a proper conversation. You're not going to become digital by preparing a Gantt chart that says, I'm going to think about things, I'm going to be innovative, I'm going to become yeah. digital. It just doesn't work that way. And it's like, oh. And to your point, you can tell an organisation very quickly whether they've got enough to know that they're getting there or not. So you can tell just by looking at their digital status. Yeah. Very often, yeah. yeah. What you can tell from that is whether there's a, a genuine appetite to change mm -hmm. the digital yeah. And actually, you can't tell how far into a transformation programme is everything you say. Yeah, in the world of research, Christmas sales, the very clear binary divide between companies that get it, so on this partnership, um, and companies that say, we don't do digital, for instance. But there are one or two weird examples where that doesn't work, like Primark. But, the vast mistakes of his What's interesting, and I, I, don't, I don't know the details of it, like that, you know, I think that the Ocado is an interesting proposition. Yeah. Right? So I, I'm getting my process to live by Ocado. But the, 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 I guess that by doing a deal with Ocado, what you're saying is, is that, oh, I don't think home delivery of food is really a pocket that, you know, I mean, like, it's not really worth investing, is it? We just outsource that to somebody else. And, yeah. uh, you've got Waitrose and Morrison's, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? That there's a sort of, uh, that that experience at the point of need for a large proportion of your customers is then outsourced to somebody else. A lot of, a lot of companies do that. I used to work with them selfishly. 90% of some of the selfishly customers come from um, international. It was literally two years ago that they created a function to deliver internationally. It's like, really? That doesn't, that doesn't kind of equate to you as being a, a bit of a gap in your market? <laughs> yeah, 90% of the customers are international, but we can't deliver to you. Really? Yeah. And it, 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 I have no idea what was through the board. I, I, think, well, that point, I, I think, yeah. think retail is a particular case where uh, the, the, I think that the install experience is absolutely ingrained. It's just yeah. so ingrained. I think everyone that's come through the business. Uh, that that the, the notion that the in-store um, might not be the only truth. Yeah, it's hard. funny the, the, the presentation I gave to the, the board of the Marshall Spectre to the services. I went down to get a photo. They have a, a, a really old traditional doorman with the top hand stuff. It's like, 
that's the customer you, that's the experience you give your customers in real life, this is your website. Really? Hang on. Doorman, opening the door, welcome. So yeah, that's that really Exactly. <laughs> but, but you see, there's the, well, I have to talk about shopping, don't I? Um, the difference, the difference, what we go and do online, uh, when you shop online, is totally different from what we're doing when we go into a it's shop. It's functional online, it's, it's emotional in a, in a store. Yeah, it's, 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 it's um it's an experience. It's like going to the theater. So I think that experience has to be connected. I think that John Lewis has got it right. Mm. If you have a great experience in their stores, then you have a great, great experience digitally. And their whole way of delivering yeah. things is a great yeah. experience. Yeah. So it's a joined up experience. And I think Waitrose are the yeah. same. Yeah. Uh, now talking to a, a, I mean, they're more than a startup now, but sort of uh, a ladies' retail. Misguided, I was doing it with one agile. And uh, these guys are really doing agile in a big way in, in Manchester. And uh, so they've got it, they've got the right brand, I can't remember her name, Nicole, somebody who's on X Factor. Um, they're the one, yeah. So they've got the right brand ambassador, they've got the right marketing, they've got the right digital campaign. So I think, I don't think you can just say digital sits here and yeah. marketing sits here. The whole board, the whole ecosystem on the board has to be, you know, has to be consistent for our brand. I mean, Aldi, you know what you're going to get in Aldi. It's going to be cheap and it's going to be no customer service. It's going to be throw things in your trolley. But you walk away going, well, that's what I expected. Yeah. I think a lot of firms have got their whole sort of strategy sort of mixed up. They think that by pointing, by doing a website or an app or something digital, we're going to change the whole image. You're not, um, no. um, you know, you've got to do the whole, um, you've got to look at the whole. That's where these strategies, I think, have to be joined up. And if, I'm sure yeah. you go in boardrooms. When you go in boardrooms, you sort of, you know, everybody presents their strategy from the different divisions. But yeah. the whole point, I guess, of the CEO is to connect those strategies I'm together. Sure. So I'm not they're just consistent across the board. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. But I don't think it's the CEO's role. I think it's default to the CEO having the bread. And you, you were pointing earlier on about organisations. Tom Peters, 20, 30 years ago, wrote mm-hmm. about how organisations are, are, are structured functionally. Yeah. And customers don't care. Customers come in at this end, go all the way through, yeah. and yet your strategy is kind of. Right, how do we talk to the customer online? How do we talk to the minister? How do we talk to them on the telephone? How do we fulfill it? Yeah. Is the guy delivering the product actually in the right? And it's like we've got all of these different strategies going up, and yet the customer comes in that way, not yeah. that. And but fun, fundamentally, the, the structure are wrong. But then organizations within organizations are. I mean, when I came into our organization, we had you know, the development team, and the data team, and the product team. And I went, but we've only got like a few, you know, not a few customers, but the customer doesn't really care if you're the data team or the product yeah. team or the development team. So why don't we just make you a cross-functional team? Yeah. And you're responsible for the website. You team there, you're responsible for any data, yeah. any product development, and um, any yeah. sort of development, you know, IT development. Yeah. You guys feel the pain and together. Yeah. You're the apps team. You're the marketing and the customer experience team. And then they went, oh, okay, does that mean we're empowered to make decisions? And I went, weren't you always? And they went, no, I was told to write some code, so I wrote code. I don't know what that code's for, I don't know where it goes, I don't know, you know what happens to it. And, but now they've got a the whole cross-functional team, got an insight, because they're talking to the data guy next to them going, so you know, that's going to release a feature that from the banner because it's yeah. subtly, culturally, and, and the mindset changes. So you no longer say to the team, I want you to build this feature, that function, and make that work. 
But the SEC is the one that wants seven percent growth on the website next year. And that is fundamentally different. It's fundamentally more empowering. And do you know what? I've no idea how you're going to get seven percent increase, but those guys will because they're the one. And they'll test, they'll learn, they'll get it wrong. Cool, brilliant guys, you learn, keep going, and you'll probably end up with eight or nine or ten percent growth because they've kind of figured it out for you. Which is why a lot of good startups just seem to grow very quickly because they're all in the room together. Um, you know, somebody's going, oh, you know, I'll do a bit of business analysis, yeah. you know, it's okay, I'll, I'll let you expect that, uh, you know, you know, and it's, we're in it together, we know what the KPIs are, is for yeah. growth, and for us hopefully to be rich one day and retire when we're 25 or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> um, it's funny, because there's, there's another thing in there that starts get really well, that big corporations just fundamentally fail at, it's having a single purpose. Every startup has a single purpose. As soon as you get beyond a certain size in a corporation, what you've got is that manager wants his team to be more successful than your team, and because of that, the fighting happens rather than the looking at how they make the whole organisation better. Yeah. And you've got all those little kind of niches and all those kind of, and you lose the single purpose. Yeah, the software has that. You know, once they get above 100 people, yeah. it's global we'll have software. They set up a new office. Yeah. They don't want an office larger than 100 people. Gore-Tex did that as well about 10, 15 years ago. They set up a factory and as it started to grow, rather than growing the one factory that had a certain size, they actually built a new factory off the side of the road. Yeah. And they managed to get the culture working, that there was healthy competition, that they were all working towards the one goal, but there was this competition between one better and you. And it really worked. I'm not sure how they got the culture working. I'd love to know more about it. But they managed to do that. They had the, the, kind of, the whole twit tag there almost, of the right factory and the right factory. But they made it work. Because the new making one factory so big would fundamentally fail, so they need to. Now, do you think that comes back to HR as well? I, I talk to HR often, I go, you know, the whole HR politics is not fit for purpose for the modern world. We don't have to be prescriptive in, in exactly what's your objective and when do we know you've got your goals. We just give people big goals and the bright people, and we say, this is the objective, grow our business by 3%. Reduce the number of attrition we get, or reduction of attrition, by 20%. You guys don't figure out how we're going to do that. That's your objective. I have a brilliant one with each other at the moment. It's taken me five months, and I've still not succeeded yet. They want to give one of these, the guys in this, like 25 years, a week to do it. And so that's too big, we can't do that. We can't do that, and I said, well, you have to split it in, but I don't give a shit. If I lose it, I'm going to lose 100 grand in knowledge walking out the door. It will cost me 15, 20 grand to replace it with agency fees. Mm-hmm. And I'm down a person that's really key to me for six months while I find a new person and get them up to speed. I don't care. It's yeah. taken me five months and I still can't get that. Let me ask you a question. So when you say digital, we've been talking about stories for the customer, right? Yes. But isn't digital also enterprise focused? Because this whole conversation about HR, right? Yeah. Or this conversation about efficiencies, efficacies. I've done a lot of work on the enterprise side where I've, uh, you know, because financial services, so underwriting systems. Um, moving it from 60 days to 5 days, yeah. those kind of things. So don't, and that's where I come back to, you know, what's the role? I mean, a lot, we spend a lot of time talking about customer, but I've done a tremendous amount of work, but I'm sure all of you have done a lot of work in on the enterprise side. So what, and that's why I come back to, is it, you know, is it just growth or is it also cost? Define, define enterprise for me. Enterprise means things such as um, uh, let me uh, let me take your in financial services the underwriter one that I talked about or um, uh, inventory management for example the fact yeah. that today and you know you inventory management is on a smart card or yeah. your, uh, or merchants 
where you, you swipe in, you know, there's loyalty programs being run on your merchant machines type of. Yeah. Um, I think it's good, but I think you know, the focus is digitally, externally, but not internally. I mean, we want to give our internal employees the apps or the systems to make them more productive. Um, and so we want to enable them digitally to work from home, work in a coffee shop, yeah. as long as they're cranking it out. Do we really care? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, sometimes yeah. I mean, I've talked to a, a another large um, digital media company, and from the outside, I'm like, wow, you know, you guys are fantastic. You know, right. you know, really, I'm on your site every day. You know, I'm so. And I was chatting to the CEO, and he goes, "You should see it on the inside." And I'm like, "What? Um, you know, bandages and yeah. plaster and yeah, on the inside, it's just awful." Uh, we focus so much on the outside, but on the inside, it's, it's really difficult to get the simplest things done. We don't have a community that we can build who share yeah, ideas between each other. We send emails to each other. Yeah. So I think it is important. It used to be the role of the CEO, but um, I'm not really sure what the role of the CEO uh, are anymore. Um, but when you ask the question, my, my instant reaction is going to be, I don't care about internals because digital is always kind of focused. But thinking about what you just said in the Guardian, we actually had a team that focused on and making the journalist's jobs easier so that actually you can on a mobile phone and an iPhone, they can publish an article. Yeah. That, that's, so, yeah. um, I, yes, my, my initial reaction was yeah. not okay, but the reality is that... Well, if the salesperson's off-site, you know, they could either yeah. write their report or email yeah. it, or you could bring them an app yeah. that they can just enter the details of who they just met, Right. What sort of opportunity they think they've got, and then send it across. Right. And, uh, if you, you know, sort of completely boring, um, I mean, I shouldn't say, sorry, don't call me, healthcare, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 e-detailing, I mean, e-detailing, which is like what your MR, so treatment protocols, which used to happen on PDFs, so or used to happen on, you know, hard brochureware, to move it to an e-detail, uh, which is like a brochure, interactive brochure on your iPad, right? So mm -hmm. they all carry e-details. And these e-details are so interactive that the doctor can play around with it and do so much more. And so you engage a doctor far better than what you were doing with brochureware or free samples. And free samples you can't do anymore because of you know, treatment protocols. But mm -hmm. So this, for me, is a, a CDO's role. Because mm -hmm. we I think my, my, um, uh, my is a bit different. So, so I, I see myself as sort of like a chef for licorice in the business. I just go wherever I think there's value. And so in my time at Starchy, I've worked with strategy. Uh, I've run elements of the strategy function. Uh, I then saw that there was a requirement for us to look at production and operations. So I went, I mean, nobody tells you what to do. I went and just sat with all of the production people and said, tell me how you work. So show me what you do. Where's the P&L? There is no P&L. What's the point It's ridiculous. Well, have you got a manager account? No, there's no manager. Right, okay, now I'm going to go to the CFO. I'm sorry, we've got 40 people down here who are making six figures for the company. There's no management account. There's no MI. There's no time. Can we just sort that out? I've been sat there for two years. It's now the most profitable part of our entire business. So, so you just go where the value is. So you're, it doesn't stop me from working with other clients, setting up global uh, production capabilities, buying companies. You just go where, where, where the value is. But that means that means, 
Yeah, this one thing, this means really sorry. And yeah. that you're not, you're therefore saying this, whatever this role is or digital is, is not, you can't box it and say it sits here. It's across the organization. Well, yeah. The organization requirement changes over time. So the idea for me that you go in as a CEO and that what you're doing in year two is the same as year one and what you're doing in year three is the same as year that's, that's, that's just not how it works because what you have to do is you go in, work out what needs to be done, you need to empower those people to do that work. It's everyone's business, it's what you're yes. you, you need to You need to empower transformation. And so you get those people working, so this is the way that we need to work out, this is the work that we need to do, and then you move on to the next thing. So there's no I, digital I, department. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's brilliant, but I think what you just defined is a management zone. A digital guy wouldn't go in and say you've got no AMI, you've got no reporting, you've got no P&L, but a management consultant would just say, what are you guys doing? That's the same, let's get basic management functions in there. And as opposed to being specifically a digital thing. Well, I think that, that, that the interesting thing is that for me, what makes it digital, uh, what makes it digital assignment, is that the areas that are least well developed tend to be the ones yeah. that have grown organically, yeah. and so therefore you find that you've got a function that you didn't even have a year ago. No one's managing it. Got no objective. They're doing it. really well. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant. Just basically going for the arm and saying, "Look at this." I mean, I could walk in our organisation and I could come up with a, a list of a hundred things that could be improved. Yeah. So you process based on value, but how do you define value? So in terms of Amazon, I mean, they didn't make any money for X number of years. Amazon not. Web Services <laughs> doesn't, doesn't make any money, uh, but they're still regarded as a hugely successful company. Uh, so they may be different. I think it's maybe easier. I think in Amazon's it's only two things, top line and bottom line. Yeah. And so then it, the digital become too short term. I mean, do people expect the chief digital officer to walk in and sort of carry out some form of miracles where you're going to get sort of umpteen subscribers or customers through your, your digital apps? But that's too short term, I think. And then, you know, I think then... You know, that digital strategy will probably last you a year or two. Well, and I mean, then the next CEO will walk in. But like I mean, if you step it around the other way, um, certainly in, in our business, which is very distributed, then if you're not working in different departments across different capabilities, making new friends, getting involved in different parts of the value chain, then you can't really change anything. No. I mean, you know, our business is strategy free to execution on large clients. Uh, you, you can't, in our business, you can't just come in and make the strategy better, yeah, right, and then and then leave execution, but you can't come in and make execution better, right, and not touch strategy. So you, you, you know, I mean, I've literally been in every floor, I just, just go and sit in a different place and say, hey, what's your name, right, what are you doing, tell me about what you do, how do you do it, hey, what's that process, and then just, and just go from there, and eventually, I guess you, you work your way around the business, and then in an ideal world, people say to you, do you know what, there's an opportunity here, or we've been thinking about that, or is there a piece of technology that can do this? You said the entire digital value stack, we're talking about core building. It's so more and more, I feel as if, you know, or the, the sense I get is that there is no boundary. So I'm sorry that they're coming back to my... So there doesn't seem to be a boundary, isn't it? Is the future looking more and more? I mean, what's the difference between management consulting and digital? If digital is 
you know, fundamentally running the management. Not no, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think there is a boundary. But um, and what we're what we're kind of talking about in the advertising world is if you get a client coming in and saying, "I don't want a website, I don't want anything engagement," what I really want is just a TV. You'd never be involved in that at all. They would never talk uh, to you. Really? No, but sorry, sorry. Because you'll have a tagline there which says, you know, click on www dot whatever. But, but then, and there's a business then, process. Yeah, then. then you're making a, a choice to connect the two. And my example okay. is, you no, don't no, have to. Okay. Where you okay. would, then digital obviously would be involved and have yeah. to be. But if you've got a client that says, you know what, I don't want anything done to the website. I just want a TV ad. Yeah. We've already got a campaign running, giving the next ad. And the, and therefore, you wouldn't be involved in that, so digital would never get involved. But most things, absolutely, digital has to be involved. It is the only logical way. It's the cheapest way to enter a new market. It's the cheapest way to enter a new product in the market. It's by far the cheapest way to learn what the customers want, make consumer insight, and learn all of that stuff. So is that, is that, it's not that digital does anything different to what happened traditionally. It's just way cheaper, way quicker, way more fundamental, way more interesting, and you learn way more from it. Um, I think also the, the uh, I mean, I have unseen ideas. I mean, my world really is saying no to yeah. for the ideas. Not that we're lacking ideas, we've got too many ideas. It's prioritization, but it's also experimentation. Focus your teams on a few big bits. Yeah. And then use the data and the learning to say, okay, that big that didn't so, but we haven't spent so much money and we have decided, you know, we're gonna pivot or we're gonna carry on with that big debt. Um, but I, I think if you get involved my worry myself, I'm, I don't have a massive group but, is that if I get involved in too many things, I'm just gonna swap my team and my team underneath them are gonna go, It's great you're sitting with all these departments, but where they're going to have to deliver for you and can we just focus on a few things and Finish those and move on to the next. substitute the word digital for information efficiency? Then your CIO, chief information. No, about information technology. I'm trying to work out. No, but it's not just information. A lot of what I do is information. It's engagement. It is selling, it is convincing the consumer that they want to buy my product. It is way beyond just a product. It's the entire funnel, right? I mean, from a Customer side is the funnel. You own the funnel yeah. uh, in more real time than any other way that it's ever been. And I think from our enterprise side, it's about owning efficiency because we deliver efficiency. So I think, um, I mean, if you agree, yeah, for, for me, it's about engagement, efficiency, and future relevance, which I want. To yeah, <laughs> but but for me, but for me, I think the engagement is the revenue generating side. Yeah. The efficiency is the CIO side of saving costs, and that's why I kind of put. And going back to your point about um, focus, though, I spoke to a guy called Alex Schultz, who has got the best job in the world. He's director of growth at Facebook. Wow. <laughs> right, that's a brilliant job. Well, that's that job, because you can only fail. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's just a great job. It's 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 a team of five over here were doing really cool stuff and all was logical. And this group of five were doing really cool stuff over here and this group of five. We actually found was the role actually interacting and um, actively working against each other. So he sat everyone down and said, you know what guys, this is just insane. Um, and they decided that for a whole year they were only going to do one thing, all 70 of them, not split down, one thing, and they focused on email. 
So the emails that you get said your friends just tagged you and all of this is absolutely what that team did for one year. It grew two hundred million in that one year. Yeah. And what because of that? And what because that single main focus on a single thing. What was the growth when they were split? Because this sounds like the opposite of a portfolio approach. If each experiment you have to do has a twenty percent chance of success and you've got ten teams, then you've got a couple of winners each year. If everyone tell everyone come together, it's more like a waterfall. No, absolutely, but you've got a twenty percent chance still. Coming, <laughs> coming together wasn't uh we're all going to do one piece of functionality, it was we're all going to do our own pieces of functionality, but it's all roundabout email. Yeah. It's all about sending stuff to the consumer that they, wouldn't, they don't need to be in a platform to receive. It's an email platform, and therefore we're pulling people in. So they're all still working on little discrete things, but they have a single purpose in mind. How to send an email so we capture people and bring them back to the site, re-engage with the site. Because you're aware that Facebook actually, the Facebook members' numbers is active within the last month. It's not signed up to Facebook. It is used the platform the last month. And if they're not using the platform, then it goes down and then they don't actually get the value from it. But that was the single purpose that they had. How do we get email to work? Send the people in the future. I think both work. Both work. You know, either one big bet, a couple of big bets, which are not, you know, it's a really one big thing and too small. Uh, or um, the other, it really depends upon what growth you're looking at. So. Sometimes when you need to grow and grow growth, uh, you can have you know, 10 bets or 20 bets and see what works. But uh, I've seen some organizations go the other way and say... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think much is on the bet. Uh, I mean, Facebook was a start-up from dating agency at Harvard. Uh, and it was a pretty good bet, but then they were agile enough to say, oh, there's, some, there's a bigger opportunity here. Groupon started as some sort of social activist yeah. organization. And then we're running out of money. There's an Italian restaurant below the premises they used to put and said, so, is there anything we could use our technology? And then they were bright enough to say, oh, there's something here. So it's the mindset of the organization. It doesn't matter if you make one bet or 20 bets. If you still have a fixed mindset, you're still going to fail. And if you do 100 bets, then you're going to fail. Yeah. But if you've got an open mindset, I think, it's, and you're reading the data, bring it right back to the, the opening, um, then you've got sort of points in going, there's, you know, there's an opportunity here that we didn't see. And then it's on the organization dynamics of whether they can um, sort of suddenly sort of mobilize themselves going, ooh, there's something big here. And I think um, where sort of somebody said to me, uh, oh, Amazon, a books company, what are they doing in the cloud? And I went, they were never a books company, they were all the techie companies. Yeah. Uh, they built a platform and uh, they use that platform to sell books and now they're using it to sell electronics. And now they're going, okay, we've built so much platform, we've got all the spare kit. Maybe we could just set up the cloud. So actually they're a technology company. Uh, so I, I think it's the sort of the organization mindset that really does count. And I think for a chief digital officer to be successful, they have to work in an organization that's pretty open to change. Um, and it doesn't matter if they've got a fixed mindset, it doesn't matter all your plans, all your board reports, all your strategic just fall on deaf ears. Um, so I think it is goes back to that culture and that organization. Um, and the most successful organizations right now seem to be ones who are most nimble um, and to, to change and they're the ones I think will be there <coughs> ten years, fifteen years from now. And the dinosaurs who would just say, This is it. You know, we'll build it and they will come. Yeah, you have to be able to change quickly and that's the nimbleness that comes yeah. from that.
when I did Marston Spencer's, Marston Spencer's was the new web platform. It cost them north of 200 million. I think officially they said 170, but it was north of 200 million. Um, and they were doing one release every three months, and it was just insane. It was truly insane. We launched it, it didn't go down pretty well, it was really crappy. Oh yeah, I got asked by a girl on Sky News to yeah. talk about how bad they're launching. I'm not knowing the details, it's a little bit of a really, really. Yeah. So I, I, I put in place a whole kind of um, transformation program, but I wasn't allowed to change that delivery date, so I wasn't allowed to change that program. Oh, so maybe really they didn't want to go push it. But straight after, the month after they went land, they went from releasing once every three months to releasing 27 times in one month. Mm-hmm. And that then made that platform hugely successful. It was quite embarrassing that they thought it wasn't really quite as successful at Christmas as it was. Um, and then they kind of changed all the delivery times. But it's the speed of change. It's being able to react quickly. Mm-hmm. And isn't um, the speed of change, uh, is that the next thing to say that the chief digital officer is the custodian of the speed of change? Um, for me, I, I'm not sure. I think the chief digital officer is the custodian of it's everything digital, which predominantly is a really touch point for a consumer. Which changes also, Absolutely, which changes way faster. And if you're going to be successful as a chief digital officer, then you have to own the speed of change. I think one thing with chief digital, to your, to your point earlier, is just to connect the dots. So mm-hmm. if we're going to be successfully digitally, yeah. you know, all of these different departments have to work with us digitally. Yeah. And then we're going to teach you how to do lean, agile type development. Now we can, and I think the, the chief digital officer can bring in a cultural change in the organization. And right now, because it's a sort of new title, people will believe it and go, oh, okay, what do we need to do? Oh, we need to do some agile, we need to do sort of value, flow, quality type development uh, where we measure, you know, are we delivering value? Do we have the flow for speed of change? And are we delivering quality products that our customers are really interested in? And I think I find there's a lot of open doors inside the organization. Mm-hmm. So you say chief digital officer, and those doors get closed when you say chief information officer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that other guy who tell me, you know, um, you know, I'm not secure enough or I can't use yeah. the internet um, at work. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, 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 I, I, I totally agree with you. What I mean by, by information efficiency is rather than having very silos, I mean, all the stuff that we're talking about, basically. Yeah. Rather than people justifying their positions by using information to justify their positions, is looking at information and using it in the most efficient way for that organisation to produce what it's meant to be So being very efficient about collecting customer data, having a good CRM system, um, about how that information is then put into new product development, yeah. um, how internally within the organisation people can talk about the changes that need to happen in order to create fast change. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. No, I agree with yeah. that. <coughs> I'm not talking about how fast the computer systems are. I'd like to be no, no, no. action officer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we, you know, so I've got bored now because um, it comes back to the point that you were making actually about how many priorities can you have. I think the maximum you can have is about five. Yeah. And, and you just need to go to the organisation say, maybe five things. Right, so we're going to do something global, we're going to launch a new proposition, and then work out what it is But the, 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 you know, but the only way that those things will come into being, and there's another lesson actually about being more senior in an organisation, that no one's going to do it for you. And if it's digital, it's even less likely that anyone's going to do it for you. So 
Yeah. 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 Many people try doing this arena is that actually sometimes you're in a position where you know far more about what's going on. A because you've had this cross silo experience, but also because no one else can challenge you within the organisation, so you can actually get a lot done. There's a guy who went off to a, a, another company, got a software system she knew they were building, got it with a discount, put it into her thing. Without anyone knowing about it, massive risk, almost almost like a bit wrong. But within a year, it sort of doubled our sales. I, mean, I think you've got to be able to do that. I'm not saying that's. Right. I think you've got to you've got to tread two very careful paths. One is uh, one of autonomy. Mm. The other one is taking everyone with you. Yeah. And I think that getting that balance right is quite hard. So you have to leave, and sometimes you're leaving from quite a long way and slump. But you have to make it inclusive. It's so it's a really delicate balancing act of I'm doing this, but. You don't know why, you don't see the value of it, but I'm completely fine with that. And at some point, I'm gonna, I'm never gonna say I told you so. I'm never gonna <laughs> ram it down your throat, right? I'm gonna involve you all the way through, and I'm gonna completely inclusive. Yeah. And then at the end, you're gonna say it's your idea, and I'm gonna say nothing. Because you don't, you don't, transformation is not something you do to people. Well, it, it is in the case of sexual transformation, but, but generally, <laughs> By transformation, you do not transform people. What you do is you create the conditions for them to adapt. And when they adapt themselves, that's something they have done. So you can't point at them and say, I transformed you, because that's not true. They transform themselves. You create the conditions for them to transform, but you can't take any credit for that. Because you look like a... Yeah, excuse me. You can't do that. You create the conditions, you, you try and force people to adapt, or you, but you do it in the softest way possible. And when they adapt, you say, well done, you've done fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so there isn't a, you don't have a situation there where from the board and the CEO level, they look at you and say, but these people transform themselves. What did you do? I think that the board knows very well how they speak to transform themselves, but I don't think that it's... Uh, and also, you know, I, I, I don't think you don't transform whole companies, you transform um, subcultures and niches and groups of people. And to be honest, my experience is the board is the first place you start with the transformation. Yeah. And you've got to be top down and bottom up. But you don't get the top down, you don't get the money to the bottom up bit. Success. Yeah, right. the and board has to go with you. Yeah. Success in the first quarter, and that's it. Everyone needs your own. Well, I'm just about it. Like it's, it's here, it's happening. Most boardrooms, most organisations are very new to that. So, to, following on your point, you, you're sort of detox, you're almost like a coach. You're almost sort of there, not saying, oh, you know, I have a bit of job script. It's more of a, you know, sort of, you know, you're taking them on going, okay, let me, I've got this, you know, somebody who can come in and he's going to talk about data and, and what data and data analytics and insights can give you. Then next we're going to bring in sort of somebody who can tell you about arch, nimble architecture and what that actually means. Um, mm -hmm. So you're taking the board and the organisation and you're coaching them. Um, to this new world and this shift, this paradigm shift from you know a very old world in some organisations to something that's brand new. Um, it's it's empowerment. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. That's what you're you're doing is cultural change through 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 empowerment, and you're trying to ensure that people can't fail. Yeah. So we always had a thing where we would say that everything's an experiment, and that stuff's experiments and always work. So we'll try it, and if it doesn't work, then we'll decide whether we do it again. 
And, and that, I love that word, because if it's an experiment in the field, actually you learn from it, even you learn. Yes. And the learning, and that's why I define value not just as making money, but as learning what people want, because that is as valuable. Yeah. The, the failure of not getting paid for something means you can get paid next thing, and that is. And you fail faster. You want to spend 20 million and then fail. Well, yeah, no, I was going to point of culture and the speed of change. Yeah. One of the fundamental things that in any IT project that you have is because you're releasing a baby three months or whatever the timeframe is, everyone in your stakeholder and estate knows that if I don't get my function, my feature into yeah. that, I've got to get another three months before I get it. Yeah. If I'm going to change every, if the Guardian is going to change in the live website within three and a half minutes, it was not to make the same thing, it just happens. Three and a half minutes from go live or live. Yeah. If, you, if your feature isn't in that, you need to wait three and a half minutes and I'll get it in there. Yeah. That fundamentally changes people's mindset of being much more relaxed of, you must do my thing for me too, mm-hmm. or can you get to the next week then? But the and the cultural change in the mindset. So the culture thing, there's also a... Guardian probably put a lot of investment in it, the new organizations like that speed, because they're working on new technology. So, you know, agile is a buzzword, and, you know, you get people going, oh, we want to be agile, and I'm going, yeah, but you've got this crappy system that's intertwined, and, you know, if we change that, that's going to break. Are you willing to make the investment to build a new platform? That we can make you agile, but you're not going to see a return on investment straight away. The system that, that, that they've got in the Guardian is what they call R2, and it's at least two of the old platforms. Before I joined there, it was five years out of date, it was legacy, it was crap, it was really bad. Yeah. It was all built in really old-fashioned architecture, really old. I, I, I created one of the teams, we had 15 teams there, I created one, which I called the architecture improvement team. Yeah. And there were challenges within three months of making it go live without any time. Yeah. And what they actually delivered to me was go live within three and a half minutes. Yeah. So if, if I get what all that I've heard today, some of the things I heard is that CDO, Homes value goes live. Uh, Homes customer experience the stop. Then culture, which everyone seems to say, and somewhere it was a fused line. You go where you can deliver value. That's the way I I I don't know if it would work outside of agency culture, and also the fact that my my boss CEO has given me an endless. I think so. I think with some employers that will just make it all work for you. So there's lots of money moves to make it all work. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the, 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 you know, the, 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 I guess that having that latitude to say, oh, do you know what? I think my job is finished. So I will go and start another job somewhere And I will go and make friends with these people over here. It seems to be doing something that I think don't. And then, I think that could be international, so I'm going to ring up all the CEOs in Europe and I'm going to do this. And just, just having the attitude to do that. So an agent of change in that sense. Well, yeah. do you know what? I think it's a, a curious, yes, uh, it, it's curiosity and positivity in equal measure. And the, the more curious you are, the more you find the people, right, that are going to help you make the change, and the more interest you show in them, the more likely you take part and want to do things. And it just happens. But it's, it doesn't happen because you say, you know, you write a business case and you go the net present value of this and that and that. It happens because you kind of collect people that want 
to make a change, and in the process of that collection, everything will change. But it's not a rational, you can't put Gantt chart down, it doesn't work that way. It's relationships, it's messing, it's going to Paris on EasyJet and ending up in some terrible bar at two in the morning with someone you've never met, and then realising that actually, no, I've got a connection in Paris, and actually we can do international work for clients now. Right, and we can join. And I think you just have to get out of the organisation. You have to make friends. I think you have to uh, be really, really open and never take credit for the good stuff, and just generally be a positive force in the business. And I think good things happen. That might be a bit religious. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think it works it's, like it's that. It's funny you do that. Thank you.